again, I think we were to some degree surprised over the course of the last two weeks that it had taken this long, even though the search area seemed to be not 10 states wide. You never really were, though. Why not? Because if you look at the stats, um, most people who break out of prison are literally arrested within 24 hours, and most of them walking on the road away from the prison. Uh, this was a person who had a plan. This was a person who had the intestinal fortitude to undergo many challenges while on the run. Um, his mother told us a, a, about a lot of that. But These are, John, sorry to interrupt. These are live pictures. This is the first we are all seeing of Danilo Cavalcante. He is in custody. John, walk us through what you see here. Um, I see a SWAT team, uh, which is probably the people who took him into custody. Um, and I see a guy who has a change of clothes that we're not familiar with, which is a new sweatshirt and a dark pair of pants. Um, there were reports that a backpack was found overnight um, that, may, that had things in it, clothing items and so on, that may have been his. Is that possibly what spurred them into a certain area? But he has been doing these kind of home invasions and burglaries and garage, you know, siftings, trying to find um, different outfits to keep changing his appearance. And, you know, our last reporting was he was shirtless. So he clearly has had these stashes while he's hiding out. But uh, you can tell even as, as he's walking, uh, he's a guy who's worn down from this flight. We've talked about the, the, the scale of the federal and state resources. What we're looking at right now, uh, you mentioned it's a SWAT team. Do we have any sense of who they, you know, there's different uniforms uh, along with the SWAT uh, officials that are there, who we're looking at, why there are so many of them? Well, I think, number one, uh, every SWAT team in Pennsylvania, give or take, you know, had contributed people to that, as well as the FBI, the ATF, uh, Customs and Border Patrol, um, a lot of specialized units, um, you know, the FBI's operation techno operational technology. Why are they look at? They're cutting off his shirt right now. Why would they be cutting off his shirt? Um, could be for purposes of identification, meaning um, well, that he, take the tattoo on his back. He's, he's known to have you know specific tattoos, and they want to be able to confirm that they have not just a guy wandering in the woods, but the guy. I, I, I'm going to bring Danny Freeman in um, as well on the ground. And Danny, as I bring you in, we're just learning that this reverse 911 call has gone out to people on the ground telling them the search for Daniela Cavalcante is over. The suspect is now in custody. Remember, this was a community terrorized by this, told to stay inside. And authorities want them to know that he is caught. That's absolutely right. And remember, it's not just this immediate community that we are in right now in South Coventry Township. It's really the entirety of Chester County. I mean, and quite frankly, many of the neighboring uh, counties as well who have been on edge uh, for 14 days since this inmate escaped. And just looking at some of these live photos, Poppy, I mean, this is the moment that so many in law enforcement have really been waiting for as well. They've been waiting for the moment that they could bring him into custody. I'm sure they are glad that we have uh, aerial footage of this whole process taking place. You can see Pennsylvania State Police down there, and you can see some of those enormous assets as well that have been brought in uh, over the course of this investigation, especially in the past 48 hours when there was this truly intense uh, show of force after that revelation came out that Cavalcante did indeed uh, get his hands on a rifle. But no doubt, like I said before, we, we've been out here at this particular intersection on the corner of the northeasternmost uh, 
part of this perimeter, just uh, as I keep saying as well, a few miles, it seems, from where helicopters are watching Cavalcante from above. Uh, and folks have been applauding. There have been uh, honks uh, towards these troopers. Uh, there is definitely a sense of relief and, frankly, thanks that Pennsylvania State Police and this entire state, federal, and local law enforcement apparatus has yeah. been able to apprehend Cavalcante here. John, I just want to go back to what we've been watching on screen here because I think it gets to what you uh, suspected might be happening. Not only was his sweatshirt and his T-shirt uh, taken off, cut off, it also seemed they didn't have his pants on either, uh, wasn't completely naked, but and then they were taking photos. And you think that's an identification uh, of markings or tattoos or right. confirmation? Exactly. And I mean, there's another step to that. Um, they have his biometrics, so they have his DNA because he's been a, a prisoner. They have, you know, his prints. Um, but these are the immediate identifications they can make to make sure that they have a person who fits the unique characteristics, if not the biometric characteristics, of the person they're looking for. If you're just joining us, I want to reset the breaking news. You are looking at live pictures of the capture of escaped fugitive Daniello Cavalcante, convicted murderer who's been on the lam for more than two weeks. And these are aerial images of just an enormous SWAT team taking him down, cuffed, putting him into this van, cutting off his shirt as they identify him. With us now, former supervisory special agent Scott Duffy joins us. Context of this, you did something very similar in 1999 with an escaped killer on the run. What are your thoughts as we wait for this press conference? Well, good morning to you both, and thanks for having me on. I'm telling you, I'm feeling the same chills just watching the same thing that everybody's watching, and uh, brings back all of the, the flood of emotions from 1999. The fact that he is caught, the fact that no, from, from what I gather, nobody injured, it's fantastic. And uh, to, to have taken him into custody is just... Um, there's a lot of emotions, and as, as I saw the, the, all the different vehicles kind of rushing out of the scene, trying to head to, to wherever they're going, they're all, they're all feeling the same thing, that one um, moment of elation, just bringing calmness to a, to, to a ravaged community, and they're probably all heading to, to put eyes on him, to say, this is who we've been looking for um, for the last two weeks. So it's a tremendous celebration. Um, especially with all that is being said, the professionals got him. They took the fight to him and they took him into custody without, it looks like without, without incident. Can you describe kind yeah. of the combination of anxiety and intensity that would be felt just before this moment? Like how these guys were feeling the law enforcement that you're looking at on the ground uh, over the course of the last several days, especially when they found out he was armed? Yeah, that 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 just raised the tensions uh, to to a whole new level. There, there, law enforcement is on high alert, right? And so everybody's looking up. They're looking 360. But then to have confirmation that he took a gun and that uh, he he is armed, just just send that acute awareness to a whole new level. Um, so you know you have you have the the neighbors that are locking doors and doing everything shutter in place but law enforcement is out there and they are searching day and night especially with the storms last night um but to be able to zero in on him from what i gather get the right uh people in place the tactical units it's it's game over and and especially to be able to walk him to a police car 
Uh, it's just, it, it, there's just no words to describe. Law enforcement is that that high is still very high. They're all on cloud nine and uh, will be for some time. Today. John Miller, I want you to weigh in here. This, this is your expertise, and we're seeing it live play out here. We're waiting for the press conference at 9.30. Your thoughts? You know, this is reflective of other manhunts we've seen and other manhunts we've seen in Pennsylvania. It's really interesting because these are fairly rare occurrences. But in, in just the past recent years, you had the case of Eric Frine, a domestic terrorist who uh, opened fire on Pennsylvania State Police. That was a 48-day manhunt through the woods using the same tactics. Uh, many of the same people. It ended in a terrible shootout where the face of this investigation, the voice of this investigation, uh, George Bivens, the lieutenant colonel from the state police, said this was the most intense gun battle he had ever seen in his career. Um, much more recently in July, we had the case of Michael Burnham, a survivalist, a former military uh, man who went into the woods. That lasted about 10 days. Um, and you see the marshals, the U.S. marshals. They are in the manhunting business. The state police, they've been through this, um, as our agent was just describing, you know, multiple times in very similar dynamics. Um, in some way, this is a familiar ending for them, um, much better than in the Frine case um, and, uh, and similar to the Burnham case. Uh, but I think these things have brought them closer together as a team. Can I ask you what they're doing right now? So I had expected them to put him in the, in the van, is that even the right term, close the door and go. Are they interrogating him right now? Are they asking him questions? What are they doing in there right now with him? You know, I don't think that they can get too far into the interrogation except for the public safety part of it, which mm -hmm. is, you know, anything that would uh, constitute an immediate threat to somebody else. Because as we talked about before, he's, he's represented by a lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, but I think they're probably settling more on um, where are we going? Where are we bringing him? Are they ready? Um, and uh, well, that's a good point. Like are they that. ready to take him in wherever we're taking him? Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Danny, and, and for those of you who are watching on the left, it's just moments ago when we saw Danielle Cavalcante, who was led in handcuffs in what looked to be different clothing than we had seen earlier, earlier in the week. We knew he had changed clothes uh, in handcuffs to the uh, picture where on your right, where he has been now loaded in handcuffs into that uh, law enforcement vehicle before being loaded in. His sweatshirt uh, and pants had been removed for what we believe, at least according to John Miller, looked to be uh, identification purposes, still waiting to see where he will head next.